It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Welcome in, Speak Family. It is a huge NFL Monday. We are coming off of the biggest Sunday in the last six months. So get ready for it. I'm Emmanuel Acho. That is NFL insider Dave Hellman. Knows everything about everything. This is the brilliant Joy Taylor. And I'm waiting on one Where's more LaShawn McCoy. He might still be celebrating. Oh, no, and no, no. <laughs> you call and I appear. I told y'all what was going to happen. And it is here. Philadelphia Eagles are going back to the Super Bowl, baby. Fly with me real quick. Can you fly with me? I told y'all. Now, listen, I did miss my flight. I know. They were so mad at me. But who was going to be there? Who's going to be there? First of all, Lil Uzi was there first. He was there. Meek Mills was there. We had the whole Sixers there. And B was there. Meek Mills was there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. Deshaun Jackson was there. Michael Blackson was there. Hey, Meek Mills, hey, Kevin Hart was there. Now, listen. But look, real quick, I got to tell you something before you start. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let me my flag down. Like, no, down on the floor. Right. Here, never that, never that. Don't want to touch the ground. I missed my flight, and, and I know they're mad at me. How could you miss a flight? Then we had every Sunday before you have extra tickets. But the Eagles, after they won, right, they had cigars. They had a great time, and they didn't want to smoke alone. They said, so when you get back to L.A. Yep. with your cast on speak, give these guys these cigars that they bought. They sent me. Philadelphia Eagles, thank you so much. Oh, Acho. Oh, nice. I don't know if you smoke Acho. Here you go. My dog, thank you. Let me go, let me go around here. Thank you, thank you, thank I'm you. I'll come back to the screen. Thank you. What a guy. Here you go. What a guy. Thank you, Chief. Yeah, yeah. Very nice. I see you smoking earlier, so I figured. I, I, I was right, this is a cigar. Cigar. <laughs> that is and, and the last Dallas Cowboy. That is a gesture of goodwill, right? Well, well, it wasn't me. The Eagles. It was. They said, we don't want these guys. We don't want to smoke alone since you couldn't beat Shady McCoy. I missed my flight. Long story. Long story. Um, Man. Yes. And, and, and before we start, last thing, I want to take over. You know, we're in the Super Bowl. I want to take over. Dave, is there something you want to tell me, Dave? Me in America, do you want to tell me something, Dave? <laughs> Congratulations, Shady, for all your hard work in the game yesterday. I don't know. Thank you, Dave. Anything else you want to say? That, like, I was right. Like, we're going to Super Bowl. You were like, Dallas talk. Is, don't worry about it. You start the show. Let's go. Hey, look. Fly, Eagles, fly, baby. There, oh, there it is. Like that. That. There it is. Like wow. That. We saw what happened in Philadelphia. It was a dominant win, but things were a little bit closer in Kansas City at Arrowhead, newly renamed. I guess it was Burrowhead for a day or two. Anyway, Patrick Mahomes, he was dealing with a sprained right ankle, but it did not matter. He had his Michael Jordan moment or moments. You see on that play right there, it got the Chiefs into field goal position, which was that kick right there. The Chiefs end up winning the game. 23 to 20. It was a game of urgency. It was a game of moments. It was a game of history being made right before our eyes. And Patrick Mahomes, as always, making history. Shady, when I watched that game, I realized this. 
Patrick Mahomes now needs to enter the conversation of greatest athletes ever. We're putting him in conversations of greatest quarterbacks ever, and that is great. He obviously is in that conversation. But when you start to think about people like Derek Jeter, who went to, I believe, seven uh, World Series in 20 years, when you think about guys like Tom Brady, who obviously has gone to seven in his 23 years, I believe 21 as a starter, when you think about Michael Jordan, who went to six in 13 years, if you count the Wizards years, six in 15 years, when you think about LeBron James, who went to 10, if I am not mistaken, in 20 years, we're currently on year 19 going into 20. Then you think about Patrick Mahomes. Mm -hmm. Three Super Bowl appearances in five years as a starter. Y'all do the math. 60% of the time he is a starter, he is in the Super Bowl. That percentage is unheard of. That percentage is remarkable. That percentage is literally beyond our own comprehension, yet we're witnessing it. Patrick Mahomes going back to the Super Bowl again, it is no small feat. He has to be put in conversations with the greatest athletes of all time. Obviously, he needs to get his wins, yeah. and I believe he will. He needs to play for more decades, and I believe he will. But right now, what we're witnessing, oh, it's historic. 2-5, you played with Patrick Mahomes. You won a Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes. There will be a lot of tension for you over the next two weeks. Andy <laughs> Reid drafted you. Changed the Eagles paid you. Yeah. A lot of tension. But what statement did Patrick Mahomes make? <sighs> Patrick Mahomes, the biggest statement was, this is still my league, right? I, and, like, he heard all the talk all week. It's Burrowhead this. It's Joe Burrow just as good. You hear that. But I told y'all, playing with Patrick Mahomes, I seen what type of competitor he is day in and day out as practice in the games. And, and he didn't say much all week. But he couldn't wait to get out to that game, and he proved it. I mean, just think about this a second. He balled out with three of his starting receivers out. Yep. How do you win that game? This guy right now is winning 80% of all his games. That's the best winning percentage out of any quarterback in history. If he wins a Super Bowl, which I don't want to talk about that, if he wins a Super Bowl, it's only, what, three to four quarterbacks that win multiple MVPs multiple and multiple championships? Yes, so the biggest message, I think, from this game was just, listen, until you win some hardware, don't compare no other quarterback with me. Mm -hmm. Don't talk about no other quarterback. I don't care how big his arm is, how much he can run. Unless he's winning MVPs and winning Super Bowls, the stuff that I'm doing, the games that I'm winning – don't ever compare that. That's and strong. And he shut everybody up. Joy Taylor, where did him you? and his dad? <laughs> Patrick Mahomes Sr. did have some words of his own. I encourage y'all to look at that after the show. Joy, funny. what statement did Mahomes make? I think this was one of the, the very pivotal mm -hmm. moments in the Patrick Mahomes conversation because of what you just said, Shady. And so you've got the hardware. Mm. Yeah. I'm still like that. Every conversation about the best quarterback in the league needs to start after Patrick Mahomes. It just has to. And he continues to set the standard. He's injured, doesn't matter. He's, he's losing players during the game, doesn't matter. matter. Everybody's doubting them, doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. He continues to answer the call. And it's like, why do we keep forgetting who this man is? I don't think that Patrick Mahomes is disrespected and that people think that he's not as good as he is. Right. But we do get tired of greatness sometimes. Mm -hmm. We get a little bored with this, oh, wow, the Chiefs are great again. Well, that's not interesting. We've seen that. But you have to acknowledge the level of greatness that he is maintaining. And to me, that is interesting. And we, we have these conversations throughout the year. You know, is, is, it, is it Allen? Is it Mahomes? We were talking about Burrow and Mahomes last week. We did, a, we did two segments on Friday. Who do you trust more, Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow? And who do you think is going to win? Yep. I said I trust Patrick Mahomes more because he's done this over and over and over again. Now, I thought the Bengals would win because of the defense. I thought Burrow would play at the level that he's been playing, which he didn't, which we'll get into later. But 
for, for, for Mahomes to continue to do this again and again, we just have to acknowledge the conversation starts after Patrick Mahomes. Sure does. And you know what? We don't even have to guess at a statement. Because Patrick Mahomes made his own. Uh, yeah, I know he's a competitor, but Pat Mahomes to me is not like this big trash talker, right? Like he's not, not in the media saying stuff like that. But what did he do last night? He went on Twitter and he posted one of my favorite clips ever from the uh, legendary pro bowler Pete Weber. And what was it? The bowler looks at the crowd and goes, who do you think you are? I am. (laughs) Which is an insane thing to say, but you get the point. Who do you think you are? I am. Who do you think you are, Joe Burrow? Who do you think you are, Bengals? Who do you think you are, people in the media? I am. I'm Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes' middle name starts with an L. I petition that his middle initial should be F, and you know what I mean. <laughs> Patrick F. Mahomes. I thought you were going to say W. I know. I, I thought you were going to say W. would be good, too. Dave, is it far-fetched to say, and I'm going to say it, this is Patrick Mahomes' greatest accomplishment thus far in his career. He already has an MVP. Clearly, he has a Super Bowl. He has a Super Bowl MVP. But let me remind everybody, on those Super Bowl teams, both the appearance and the loss, he had Ty Matthew, one of the best Football players of the generation. Not the best athletes, not the biggest, but if you know about the game of football at the collegiate or pro level, Ty Matthews, one of the best football players of the generation, and he was a captain on that team. He had Tyreek Hill. He had a younger Chris Jones. He had a younger Frank Clark. He had uh, Travis Kelsey. So he won those Super Bowl, that Super Bowl and the MVP, and he won a regular season MVP with great football players across the board. But this Patrick Mahomes was looking left, looking right with receivers that haven't been on the team for more than two years. This Patrick Mahomes has a seventh-round running back out of Rutgers, who everybody passed on multiple times. This Patrick Mahomes is carrying receivers that went to Penn, not Penn State, that went to Penn (laughs) to the Super Bowl. (laughs) Like, let's really put into context the feat that this Patrick Mahomes is accomplishing. I understand going to a Super Bowl when you have Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. I get that, right? Most people would assume a good quarterback will go to a Super Bowl with that talent. But this Patrick Mahomes, without three dudes at wide receiver, his three starters, and you still got to the Super Bowl? You're giving me a look. Maybe I'm crazy? No, you're not crazy. I hear what you're saying, but, like, you're not going to put a non-trophy game over a trophy Trophy game. game. Like, AFC champ. AFC championship trophies are ugly little things anyway. Like, you want the Lombardi. So, no, I can't. And keep in mind, yes, he had all that help. But in Super Bowl 54, the Chiefs were down 10 in the fourth quarter. They clawed back into it. What was the play? Wasp? Wasp. Wasp. (laughs) Iconic play in Super Bowl history. So, no, this isn't bigger than winning a Super Bowl. I don't care how much help you have. But this, it's A, a reminder, and B, we said this before the game, it's an important narrative win in my opinion. Because, again, if they lose this game, you've got a losing record in AFC Championship games. You've got to answer all those questions. Well, maybe when the supporting cast isn't as good, he's not Patrick Mahomes. Nope. He's still Patrick Mahomes. And that it does matter. Everything you just said matters. you still got to get the job done at the end of the day. You're still gunning for a bigger trophy. Shady, how has your opinion of Mahomes changed? You played with Patrick Mahomes in his second year in the National Football League. I believe it was his first yeah. year as a starter, if I'm not mistaken. Second year, second year as a yeah. starter. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all won a Super Bowl together. But this Patrick Mahomes now at 27 years old, not 23 years old, this Patrick Mahomes who's been to two Super Bowls, you've seen him play even differently. How has your opinion of him changed, especially after that game? The, the Mahomes I see now from playing with him and even watching tape the year before I got there, he's winning games by himself. Let me, let me say that again. When he had Tyreek Hill, he let him kind of 
Now, some plays, Pat still would do his thing, scramble, make a crazy bomb. But even like the 13 second play against the Bills, we could give Patrick Mahomes all the credit for that. But that was a six yard route. Yeah. That he went 60 something yards, right? Yeah. Even Kelsey, some plays, Kelsey makes it, catch it, boom, make God miss, spin move. I watched Patrick Mahomes put the team on his back. Now, he's done that multiple times before, but not like this. And that showed me that no matter who's on that field, he's going to find a way to win a game. Yeah. And that is the, that's the Tom Brady's that we've been watching for so long. No matter who you put out there, tall guy, short guy, an active guy, nice, active, not too much playing time and practice with him. I mean, it's, it's funny when, like, the commentators are trying to talk about the wide receivers and they're looking up. They're flipping the pages to get the guy's <laughs> name right, right? And imagine how much practice they got together. Not a lot. But that showed me that how good he really is. I mean, I knew he was great. First time I met him, I knew he was great. This is the way he played in practice. But he really took over the game. And that's the passion Mahomes I love. Joy, let's talk narrative as you take it, as you take us to break. When I think about Michael Jordan and everybody watched The Last Dance, Michael Jordan is remembered for greatness, but he's also remembered in narrative form and story yeah, form. Yeah, yeah. The flu game. Yeah. He uh stealing the ball from Carl Malone, game six, crossing no, over. No timeout, right? Is it right a bucket. George Carl walking up to him in a restaurant, talking trash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we didn't speak to him. Didn't speak to him. Like, we remember Michael Jordan yep. in narratives. Gary Payton saying, oh, he had yeah. the best of him for a game. They, they compared uh, Drake, uh, uh, the Drexler. Uh, Clyde Drexler. Clyde Drexler to him. Like, to, me? To Michael Jordan. I believe it was the 1992 finals. Yeah. Narratives are helping build Jordan. This you alluded to was a narrative game. The mayor of Cincinnati, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. saying that Joe Burrow has to take a paternity test to figure out if oh, he yeah. I, I would have done that father. after this game. Yeah. Like, after this game. Those was bars, play. though. Before. You've been in the industry longer than all of us sitting here at the desk. What does this do for his narrative? You, says it does some, you said it does something, but in 15 years, how will we remember this moment and how has this moment escalated Mahomes? Well, he's put more separation between himself and the rest of the field. He's like Tiger. It's like, you want yeah. Tiger or you want the field? Right, right. You're going to take Tiger because you tiger. know what he's going to do. That's the phase that Patrick Mahomes is in right now in the league. He's, he's not at Brady yet. We know that. We're going to start doing that because that's what we do, but... He's, he's separating himself from the rest of his peers right now. He's put himself in a space where we've seen him win in multiple ways, having different uh, supporting casts, having different things happen during the game. That's what really shapes it. When we're looking back on his career, we'll remember these kind of moments. Like, remember when Burrow was closing in on him yeah. and Cincinnati hadn't lost to him yet and the mayor's talking about he's his daddy and, all, like, <laughs> wait a minute, Patrick Mahomes went out and did this. And that's, that's the important part of building your legacy is that when people start to try and come close to you and close the gap, you put your foot on there mm -hmm. and say no. And that's, to me, what this game was. Well, it was incredibly impressive what Mahomes did. It was incredibly disappointing what the Niners did. Eagles went out and dominated. And I mean dominated <laughs> that game for you. We have a great show lined up coming up next. How impressive was the Eagles' victory? But you will be shocked by one of the answers at this desk. Don't go anywhere. That's next. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
The Eagles got it done. That's all that matters. Brock Purdy, he played six snaps before that play by Hassan Reddick. 16 sacks on the season. Not Purdy out. We have some opinions on that. Well, guess what? Josh Johnson returned to the game, and that fumble all but sealed it. Eagles took a 21-7 lead after that, and then, eh, well, it just kind of went downhill for the Niners from there. Josh Johnson left the game with a concussion. Long story short, Eagles win. Long story short, the Eagles are flying. Long story short, Shady going to be there. Meek Mill going to be there. Kevin Hart going to be there. MB going to be there. Everybody going to be in Arizona, and we will be there as well. Um, LaShawn McCoy, let me come to you. Eagles all-time rushing leader. Sometimes I say that casually, but just so y'all understand, there are a lot of running backs and a lot of organizations, a lot of teams, and Shady is the all-time leading rusher for the team in question. So let me first put some more respect on your accomplishments hey, hey, and thank accolades. You, hey, thank you, thank you, hey, yes, thank sir. you, brother. Yes, thank sir, you. yes, sir. It's a good day for you, big dog. How impressive was the Eagles win yesterday? It was so – it wasn't. I don't want to press them at all. I'm going to be honest. Whoa! Yeah, I mean, we, we did our thing as far as winning the game, and that's okay. the only stat that really matters. Yep, yep, yep. But the way it went, I, I, I wasn't in love with it, right? I think at times we struggled to move the ball. We were getting different turnovers, like left and right. I mean, no quarterback wanted to play quarterback for the Niners. <laughs> like, nobody wanted to play quarterback at all. You going in? I ain't going in. I think my elbow, my, something hurt my arm. I don't know if it's my elbow. I'm done. The, court, the other one get knocked out, Josh Johnson, he going. Nobody wanted to play. McCaffrey, you want to get in there? Nah, I'm cool. <laughs> so I just feel like the way we kind of dominated on defense, I didn't see the same thing on offense. Yeah. You know, but I, I won't dive into much, into much into it yep. just because of uh, we had to win. That was the only stat that mattered. Going to the Super Bowl was hard to do. Mm. Going to the NFC Championship game is hard to do. If you don't believe me, Ask the guys in blue in the same division, the Cowboys. They'd never go. So for us to even go there and win that game as big, we're going to Super Bowl. Now, I expect to have a better performance on offense, right, collectively. Yep. And I expect us to win that game. What was most impressive to me, and I appreciate you being real, and obviously you are That's all I an do. Eagles legend, so right. you probably view that game from a different perspective. The Eagles impressed me yesterday because what nobody will tell you publicly because it doesn't sound politically correct Defenders during the course of the week have one primary goal, cut the head off the snake, <laughs> knock out the quarterback. Yep, yep. Like, we, we can't really say that publicly because of the Greg Williams stuff that happened with the Saints oh, the bounty, and Bounty the and all that. Age, but yeah. if I can be real with y'all, in defensive meeting rooms, all week long it's knock the starter out. And after you do that, knock the backup out. And after you do that, knock out whoever else they put in the game. But that's like robbing a bank, y'all. Like, it sounds good in theory, but there are guys getting paid millions of dollars to keep you from getting to the bank vault, to keep you from getting to the quarterback. It didn't matter. Hassan Reddick, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, it didn't matter. What the Eagles did yesterday was essentially like pulling off a bank heist in national television. Yeah, you want to knock out the quarterback. That's what they say, but you're not supposed to be able to. Trent Williams gets paid $100 million to keep you from knocking out the quarterback. George Kittle gets paid 50-plus million dollars to keep you from knocking out the quarterback. And the Eagles knocked out not only one, but they knocked out both. If you cut the head off the snake, the body dies too. And if you knock out the quarterback for the 49ers, well, the team, it went along right there and died with it. So that's what impressed me most about the Eagles. But I will speak to what you said about that offense later. Let me go to you first, Dave. You sound like Greg right there. i got to be honest with you. Uh, <laughs> no, I, mean, I hear what you're saying, but at the end of the day – there's a 100% chance of injury in football. We all get that. But, like, there is an expectation, particularly in a big game like this, that you're going to get 
60 to 80 plays against the team's best. I mean, Joe Burrow took five sacks and got hit 12 times last night, but he finished the game. Yes, credit to the Eagles, and that pass rush is disgusting. Crazy. We didn't give Hassan Reddick enough credit this year for yeah, what beast. he was doing. Like, Hassan Reddick has not been talked about with Nick Bosa, Micah Parsons, Chris Jones. Like, he deserves to be in that conversation. They're incredible, but Brock Purdy got hurt on the sixth play of this game. <laughs> I understand the Eagles did it. I get it. But that's, that's not what any of us signed up for. That's not what anybody was anticipating going into this. You're like, man, I can't wait to watch Josh Johnson and maybe Christian McCaffrey throwing passes on Sunday. So were you impressed by the Eagles? No, and it's, it's not their fault, but midway through the second quarter of that game, I was like, okay, the Eagles are winning this. It's just a matter of what the final score is. Like, the 49ers can't field a competent offense. They just can't do it. So I can't call it an impressive win because of that. I will say, I'll meet you in the middle, because I'm not trying to throw shade at the Eagles. The most impressive season in the entire NFL. I mean, they went 16-1 and with Jalen Hurts as their starter. Their depth is incredible. They've got talent at every single position. They are undoubtedly deserving of being in the Super Bowl. But that particular game didn't do much for me. I think it was very impressive. I understand everyone's disappointed with the way that it went because we wanted to see this clash of the titans that we talked about all week. But whose fault is that? That is the responsibility of the Eagles' defense. The Eagles' defense said, you won't be playing with a quarterback today. Sorry about it. What else can you do? Trot somebody else out there. But it ain't going to be today. There's two sides of the ball. When When a team wins with an impressive offensive performance, we go nuts. We lose our minds. When a team wins with a defensive performance, we're like, oh, it's not that impressive. Hell yeah, it's impressive. He didn't trip. It wasn't a non-contact injury. <laughs> Hassan Reddick said, good day to you, sir. The sideline's for you. And then Dominican Sue said, good day to you, sir. The sideline's for you. Y'all not going to play with a quarterback today. Luck favors the prepared. This is a great team. This is a great defense. All we talked about all week was the Niners' defense, and the Eagles' defense won this game. The, the Eagles' offense didn't have to be impressive. You're not always going to play your best game. But what, did, what happened in the game? Tell the story of the moment. Don't focus on the stat line at the end of the game. The Eagles' defense, Hassan Reddick, Dominican Sue, and everyone else on that side of the ball played at an extremely high level and removed the Niners' starter and backup from the game, which is why they lost. It can be disappointing that we didn't see the game that we wanted to see. But it wasn't an accident. They didn't, like, miss the flight. They were, they were taken out by the other side of the ball. It's not pleasant, but this is a physical game. And the Eagles were more physical than the Niners yesterday. Would you say then, Dave, based on what I hear Joy say and what I hear you say, that it was those were impressive plays, but it wasn't an impressive win? Like Hassan mm-hmm. Reddick getting after Brock Purdy is a hell of a play. Hassan Reddick sure, is a hell of a player. Dominican Sue, a hell of a play. But even uh, uh, Hassan Reddick like forced a fumble and almost got a sack on the same play. But would you say those were great plays but not great wins? What's the yeah, differentiation? I think well, the thing that changes it for me, and, and everything Joy said is right, all right? That is their job. But there's okay. like when, when Josh Johnson and Christian McCaffrey are the quarterbacks leading the opposing offense, it gives you such a margin for error. Like, before halftime of that game, I was like, okay, it really doesn't matter what Jalen and the offense do because the other team isn't scoring more than seven or ten points. And so there's – I mean, Joy's right. Look, I mean, nobody's going to spend a ton of time feeling sorry for the 49ers. But compared to what we thought we were getting, it just leaves you feeling a little flat. This is the second time I'll bring it up today. It reminds me of your national championship game against Alabama. You got a Heisman contender at quarterback. 
10 plays into the game, he's gone, and you're like, well, this really isn't what I thought I was getting. <laughs> and Bama won the game. He spe- he spe- but why was he gone? It, it's still different from getting 60 plays against a much better player. Yeah, but you, can, you have to separate us being disappointed as fans from whether or not this was an impressive performance or not. Like, it's not giving the Eagles' defense enough credit. There's a whole side of the ball, and they were the ones but that changed the The Eagles' defense game. is good enough that they could have shut down a, a fully healthy hey, Niners offense. Oh, my, my thing is, I, I, he's going for just, like, the, the fans' perspective. Like, oh, he wanted to see a great game. It's not even that. My thing is, there's two sides of the ball. So, yeah, I mean, we got lucky. Not lucky, but we, we were blessed because the sacks, the fumbles, they put us right, right there in, in the red zone where we had to score an easy one. My thing is I, I want to see our offense look sharp, look sharp against a solid defense. That's all. I, this is my team, so I guess I want the best for them. But I didn't see it on offense. They're not going to talk about that. They're going to talk about, oh, we ran the ball well. But there was like four, a lot of punts, a lot of punts. And then, and then another thing is they gave us a lot of calls, a lot of officials. So now I'm happy. Yeah, of that's course. awesome flag. Yeah, first down. <laughs> but when I'm really watching the game and I'm great in it, we were in a battle with the fourth-string quarterback. For half. For a half. We couldn't move the ball. And then without them, them flags, we were kind of in, in the quicksand. We couldn't go nowhere. So when I look at the game, yes, the defense balled out. And um, Asan Reddick was the best player on the field. On the field. When Easy. The, on the field. Credit, I'm just Easy. saying, when I look at the game, I, I, I didn't love that how we operated on offense. It left you That's some all. stuff to be desired. Yeah. Absolutely. But we going to the bowl. <laughs> That's all that matters. We going to the, the bowl. You and Shady going to be there. No, no, you're not going. I'm going to the bowl. <laughs> I guess you'll be well, there. I, I will be there. Unless you know something I don't. Well, I'm going to practice. <laughs> oh, all right. That's- they won't be there. <laughs> no. All right. Coming up, the Bengals had a huge, and I mean huge, penalty that cost them the game. Some say it was one play that kept Joe Burrow out of the Super Bowl. That play has been under major scrutiny, and we have to give you our input. Whose fault was it that the Bengals lost? Was it the man on the screen? That's next. Speak. Yeah, dude. Let's just come with the Eagles, bro. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. This was a moment that everybody's talking about on social media in real life. Joseph Osai playing one of the best games of his young, bright career. Pushes Patrick Mahomes late, late enough to draw a flag. Harrison Butker, game-winning field goal. Chiefs go back to the Super Bowl. Bengals embarrassed. They don't. You see Patrick Mahomes there urging his team on to finish the deal and seal the game. Well, Osai's teammate Jermaine Pratt was frustrated after the game in the tunnel, and you won't believe what he said. Take a Let's do the f- the f- <laughs> <laughs> um, that's trash. Jermaine Pratt walking into the that's locker room saying, why the F would you touch the quarterback? Yes, it's trash. Um, I don't know if y'all recall, and go back and watch the game. It's at about the four-minute mark. Seventh-round pick, Isaiah Pacheco catches a pass. Okay. Breaks several tackles and runs to a first down. Yes. Ran through some cats. You want to know who the cats he ran through was? Jermaine Pratt. You want to know who forced the pass to come out early and urgently? Joseph Osai. So if you are going to throw a stone, just make sure you ain't got no sin. Just make sure you don't have that. Furthermore, Shady, you and I were teammates. I'm sure I let you down on special teams a time or two, gave up a kick return for a touchdown. You're like, come on, bro. Like, what you doing? But what you're not going to do 
is publicly say, yo, special teams, that's trash. Yo, Acho, that's trash. Yo, this guy, that guy, that's trash. Brothers have to protect one another in the locker room. And for Pratt to go out there or anybody to try to blame Joseph Osai, who had the most pass deflections on the team, who had the most solo tackles on the team, who had the most TFLs on the team, to go out and try to blame <clears throat> that person for the loss, that's trash to me. But, Joy, how much blame do you put on Osai for the Bengals' loss? I mean, he gets a little bit of the blame. It was, it was a bad choice. And mistakes and moments can win or lose games in this league, especially in big moments. I'm not that upset at an emotional player after a loss. I'm sure he's not sitting there thinking, oh, I got ran over by Pacheco, so I shouldn't say anything to Osai in this moment. Right. You're emotional. You care. I don't love it because I feel for Osai because that's a hard thing to be a part of. That moment we're going to talk about, we're going to revisit it, and it was a huge mistake. And whether it might have cost them a game or not, it did. That moment. But I don't put the blame on him. In fact, I don't put the blame on the defense at all in this game. Joe Burrow, who is an MVP finalist, and that offense with all those weapons, had the ball on offense with two minutes and 30 seconds left on the clock and two timeouts tied at 20. Go win the game. Go win the game. What more do you need? If this is about greatness, if this is about the stronger side of the ball, if this is about a moment where you can show up, we know what Patrick Mahomes can do with 13 seconds. What do you think he's going to do with 30? You can't <laughs> give him the ball back. You have two minutes, 30 seconds, two times out, two timeouts, and the two-minute warning. What you can't do is give him the ball back. At the very least, run the, run the clock out so we can get to overtime. You're going to put your defense in that spot, and then special teams gives us a, a big run back so they have good field position? So I can't, put the, I can't put even a majority of the blame on him in that moment. Was it a mistake? Yes. Does it, everything matters. It is a little bit on him. But if you have two minutes and 30 seconds and essentially three timeouts, go win the game. Shady, I know we have differing opinions on this. We got a little tense before the show talking about it. How much blame you put on Osai? Is it his fault? Uh, I think in a game, <clears throat> it's not just one play that makes the game, right? But it's one play that could kill you, and it's him. He gets at least 80% of this at, at the bare minimum. Yeah. First of all, it's, it's hard as hell to win this game anyway. So, now, the Chiefs, all their line, the, the wide receivers are all hurt. Yep. Right? If you go to overtime, it's a probably pretty, pretty big chance that the, 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 the Cincinnati Bengals win this game. Let's think about this for a second. Right? Just real quick. There's only been two field goals ever over 57 yards in history of, of Arrowhead. Right? Kickers are 2-10 and 10 at, that, at that distance. It would have been a 60-yarder if you didn't get that, that, that penalty. This is another thing about the game that I, I, I hate. I'm all for being a teammate. I'm all for supporting us. We all make mistakes. But at, at this level of football, you got to be smart. In the beginning of the year, right, with the Bengals, when they go to OTAs, they draft some players, they get some guys free agency, they're going to show this play what not to do. Every team does it. Every team you go to, they show you plays what not to do, this happened uh, against this team, and it's causing them to lose. This, this happened, caused this team to win. They'll show these to, like, um, um, like to, to illustrations, to teach the guys. That's a, that's a play you're going to teach. Don't do that. You got to be smart. It's the fourth quarter. You take this game to overtime. They had no more timeouts. They had been first down with eight seconds left, no, no timeouts. You know the average seconds a, a play takes? It takes six. No timeouts, so they got to throw the ball out, outside. You play, you play out of bounds, you force him to throw the ball inside, he'll probably throw the ball away and make it a 64-yard field goal. 
That's dumb football. Right Here's there. my thing, though, Shady. Come on, man. Here's why I'm so Come frustrated to what you're saying. You can't Defense tell. Is so dumb. No, no, no. You can't tell a, a defender and a pass rusher in that moment who's going up against one of the greatest quarterbacks, if not the greatest quarterback by talent and accolade of all time, uh, one of them. You can't tell him, hey, go rush your heart out. Literally, go rush like your life depends on it. But, oh, wait a second. I need you to gauge six inches whether or not he's out of bounds. Go rush your heart out, but then chastise the same dude for getting a penalty by the distance of six inches. That's where I have an issue with you. You say rush like he's rushing a passer. That's what he was doing. No, he was not. The dude scrambles out, has the first down. He's already going out of bounds. What type of hit are you you going to make? That's what I hate about defense. Ooh. (laughs) Like, like, I don't lie. Like, defensive players – not all. Some smart guys out there. But it's some dummies. Like, look, chase ball, tackle ball. That's what y'all, that's your yes, motto. Okay, so my thing is, if he's going out of bounds, your extra hit, what's that going to do to Patrick Mahomes? That's a serious question. It's ensuring that he was going out of bounds. That's what he's You didn't doing. think he was going out of bounds? I'm, I'm saying rushing. You didn't, y'all don't think he was going out of bounds right there? He was. Are you kidding me? Here's my thing. What? On, on, on the couch, on the desk. That's why he was crying. That's why he was crying by himself because no. he knew he messed up. No. That was a dumb well, move right there. He messed up they called the retroactively. Yeah. I'm saying, yeah. well, this is my thing. That's a penalty at any point in the season, though. It, two things can be true. I know. It can be a really bad mistake, and it can also not be hit. Look at, look at, wait, time out. Oh, I'm going to leave this set. I'm going to leave this set. Out, he's out of bounds when he hits I'm it. not saying that he's not out of bounds. Okay. What I am yeah. saying what? is we are not factoring everything into the equation. He is running harder than ever. Everybody else on that play. Because number 21 on the field, too, Mike Hilton. Number 94 on the field, too, just dies in the dirt. But you, but you also have to be aware of where you are in the field. Duh. The like, situational football, we talk about all the time. <laughs> it was a bad situational play. It was a mistake, and it was absolutely a penalty. On a day where the referees deserve no grace whatsoever. None. But that is, that is an actual penalty at any point. It's not a... It's not a heightened moment. Like, he's out. He is Agreed. basically out. I'm not saying he's out of power. Where is he? Bro, bro, bro. Where is he going, though? That's my thing. The quarterback, like, like he's going to the sideline. Like, what's he going to do? Stop, cut? No, like, what is he doing? It's also just hard to stop oh, in right. that moment. How often does this happen? See, see, we're talking about it because we're sitting at the desk just talking, right? We all love each other. We're just having a good time. Yes, sir. But you do this every week. I run, I run, I tuck the ball. Every week I do it. So my thing is, for defense, I run, I chase the quarterback. He's out of bounds. Why is that such a big deal? You do it every week. Shady, you, you, Are you, you serious? Yes, I'm serious. You're not, you're, not factoring in, you're not factoring in the level of difficulty in that moment of I'm beating double teams all day. I'm fighting Orlando Brown all day. I'm literally two hand swiping, scratching for my life just to get him down all day. If y'all go back to the 21-second mark, Joy. he's splitting a double team all day fighting this, and now you're going to say, well, just, just ease off. Just be smart. See, that's why I can't be a coach. Because I'm looking at you like, are you, are you kidding me right now? Are you, 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 and know what it is? That's selfish. That's selfish football right there. Oh, you know why? That seems, Be- because, that because, seems like a lot. Yeah, well, it is what it is. You jeopardizing everything we work for. See, the problem is in football, we, you put so much time and effort you, from away from your family, away from your kids. You put all this into this game. Your body get beat up. You'll be beat up all day. And, and you want to try to make an extra hit on a but call? That would, that's like, not what he's about, doing, about, though. What he's doing. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your thought. Him trying to make that tackle, he was going out of bounds. There's nothing else you could have did. See, that, see, and look, it's a flag. Joy's right. It's a, it's a flag. No, it costs him the game. Any, any, any game of the week, it would be a flag. And <laughs> there, I, don't, I don't have a rational way to back this up, but, like, we see it all the time in the NBA. They officiate it differently, right? Like, you don't want the biggest games being decided by ticky-tack stuff. And, like, he put his forearm into it. 
it's a flag, but I hate that that's what decided the game. Like, he didn't hit him with his helmet. He didn't actually tackle him. It's two guys making contact it, on a close play. It's a momentum play, play if we're being yeah. honest. It is, like, it's, it's a momentum still, like, play. It is a flag. It's, it's a flag. It's, I just hate that, that it had to be penalty, called. And I it hate is. it, too. But at the very least, if you're going to be running with all this momentum and you're, you know, unhinged, put your hands up. Do yeah. this. But then you don't have to lead into it. But here's my thing. That's truly you that's just so running out of much, bounds. That's so much more easier said than done. Okay. It's but, like but, sprinting but, at him and then like. But this is the difference. Just, but this just, is the difference between winning and losing big games. Talk to him. Again, I don't put this on him because I wouldn't. We didn't put it on on Josh Allen when he played an unbelievable game against them and they got the ball back with 13 seconds. Patrick Mahomes was greatness. You can't give him the ball back. If you are you have an Joy, offense. Joy's two take is the right one. And and 30 seconds left and essentially three timeouts, and you can't either run the ball out or go score a, a field goal and not give Patrick Mahomes time back on the clock. That's the offense's fault. We know who's on the other side of the ball. But situational football matters. And so he does deserve some of the blame for this moment. Like so, it's, it's two things can be true. We can yes. feel bad for him. It was a it was a momentum play. It's a call on a, at any point in the season and any game, and the offense is responsible for losing this but, game. But Joy, so let, let's say you don't do that. It's the it's the NFL. Like the defense, they got us. They stop us. I'm Joe Burrow. I got all these weapons. We don't do it. I, 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 and, and we punt the ball, right? And they get the ball back. So what's that mean? You get paid two defense. The defense held Patrick Mahomes. The defense did. Okay, the defense had a nice day. That's cool. That's cool. See, but it's a whole it's a whole game. It's a whole game. So if we can't, if we can't, because I've been there with, with, where you're supposed to and we don't, we let y'all down. Can y'all back us up? Because if we a team. Because when y'all get beat on and we, we score us points, come on I'm, now. I'm with Shady here on this court. Come on. Here's my thought, though. I equate this penalty to the running back who fumbles trying to get extra yardage. Like, I'm never mad at the running back who fumbles, who runs over this dude, runs over that dude, is trying to fight for yardage, and then at the last second somebody trips it. I'm just like, you know what? If you're trying so hard that we lose the game, dude, the game's game's on line, you're not mad at him. If you do that knowing you don't need the extra yardage and you lose the game fumbling like that, that is Oh, we trying to run the ball out. She's right. Yes, I'm I'm with you. I'm just saying I don't fault them because I never fault the person who – Who's messes up working too yeah, hard? Yeah, but you, you you have to sometimes because you you can. There's also such thing as doing too much, and this was doing right. too much. Uh, trying to get one extra smarter, yard, not a hard trying right. to get one extra yard, and you fumble and lose the game. It is doing. But we have to leave. We try to run the clock out. The reason to me that's not doing too much is to beat Patrick Mahomes. You have to do too much. It's what you speak no, of in regards. You to... You have to do enough. Clearly, <laughs> no, you do too much. No, no. What was going to do there though? What was the, that's my question though. When you like, because you you funny though, but the. What are you going to do right there, though? What extra can you do with what that? What I'm saying is it's a mindset. You, Joy talks about it all the time in regards to Draymond Green. You can't take away the dog in Draymond Green and want the fighter in Draymond you, Green. Draymond Green is a mindset. He played this entire game with the mindset of Hunt, and it's the only reason they yeah, won the game. Would you draft him? Would you draft him? Yeah, see if he's from Brunson, Texas. Of course I'll draft him. If he did a national championship game, he does that. Are you drafting him? Are you drafting him? He is a very good player. You're not doing that. I would draft him. Draymond Green did do too much in one series, and what happened? They lost. Kicked out, right? He kicked him in the. But and we, and take, we lost that but series. You take it and you lose. You live by it and you die by it. I am going to live by the dude who led the team in t- uh, TFLs, led the team they in pass deflections. Thank you. So I'm, I'm not going to fall. Can I make one quick point? Please do. We talked for a year about how Patrick Mahomes made nothing out of 13 seconds. 
If he doesn't get flagged for this, they still like, I'm not ruling out that There's Patrick Mahomes picks up enough yards to make this a better kick. Eight seconds. No timeouts. If there's a quarterback that can do it, would you at least admit it's Mahomes? Right. Butker hit from 52 what's or 54. What's the chances of that? What's the chances of him? No time. I'd say 50. No timeouts. I think he can get to the. I think getting out. I think right, getting out. I'm done. I think he can get okay. out. Get a six a nine, yard seven, out. Three. They gonna, he gonna find a seven. Six yard out. Next segment. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, where we going next segment, Shady? Oh <laughs> man, speaking of feeling right. bad, the Niners. Their quarterback played six plays. And then they lost the biggest game of their season. How crazy was that? We got to talk about how the Niners should feel. I got one word for you. Empty. Distraught. It's another one. Sick. Disgusting. Nobody wanted to play quarterback that day. The 49ers NFC Championship experience, well, it did not go as anybody planned. If you weren't watching, I'll update you. Brock Purdy injured his right elbow on the sixth play of the game. Then guess what? Backup Josh Johnson came in. Well, Josh Johnson, he's played in four different professional football leagues and in 13 different teams in the last 15 years. That didn't go great either. He got a concussion. Well, Brock Purdy just got the report back after the MCL. Turns out he suffered a torn UCL that will sideline him for six months. That is the NFL. You have great stories. Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the NFL draft. He comes in, wins seven straight games. Goes to the NFC Championship game, and six plays later, he gets injured, and now he's out for six months. The NFL is a crazy story, and not even Hollywood could come up with the script. But, Joy Taylor, how should the 49ers feel after such a great season that fell so flat? They don't have enough. They don't. We keep saying this over and over again. Oh, this is the team that can win without a quarterback. You don't even need a quarterback to win with the 49ers. Look at this roster. Yeah, you do, actually. Because factually, you continue to fall short. So I'm not making anything up. They haven't won a Super Bowl, and they continue to miss the Super Bowl because of one position. So you don't have enough. Can we please stop saying they don't need a quarterback? They very much need a quarterback. And it's not luck at this point. This is a thing that continues to happen over and over and over again. At what point are we just like, they need to find a quarterback? And they don't have their answer now. Brock Purdy is out for at least six months as of right now. We'll see how this, his surgery and recovery goes. We don't know what they have in Shea Lance. Jimmy Garoppolo's gone. Why would you feel confident that the 49ers are going to win a Super Bowl with this roster? You don't have a quarterback. I don't know why this is like a reveal, but it's the most important position in the league. It's the most important position on the field, and yesterday, you literally did not have a quarterback, and what happened? You got smoked by the Eagles. And it wasn't an accident that the quarterback, they didn't miss the flight, it wasn't like some flu game. The Eagles' defense insisted that you will not have a quarterback. So other teams understand what it is as well. The 49ers have an unbelievable roster, insane talent, but the window is not going to be open forever. This is not like in perpetuity. These guys are going to age, you're going to have injuries throughout the season, as you always do, you have to find a quarterback if you're the, the 49ers. But let me ask you, because as somebody who knows several Niners fans and has been following the Niners a lot, obviously, this season, when you say they don't have a quarterback, meaning they don't have a quarterback of the future or they did not have a quarterback on the roster you believe in, because they literally didn't have a quarterback yesterday. But when you say that, what do you mean? I mean they don't have a quarterback. Brock Purdy is, not, is, is now injured. He's going to have surgery. We don't know what Trey Lance is. They bailed on Jimmy Garoppolo. There's no, the 49ers are a quarterbackless team. Who's playing quarterback for them next year? Trey Lance? Probably. Is he going to be good enough to to elevate this roster? No idea. No idea. Don't know anything about him. They're right back where they started. I understand it's frustrating. It's kind of frustrating for all of us. We really wanted to see a competitive game yesterday. But 
At last, here we are once again with the 49ers without a quarterback, an unbelievable roster, unbelievable offensive mind as head coach, Hall of Famers, Pro Bowlers, All Pros, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Wasn't even a competitive game. She, I mean, Joey kind of spoke them. <laughs> I mean, look, it's this, it's, they, they, should feel, they should feel heartbroken. And it, it, it lays out an incredible dichotomy in the NFL because these are the, you either have a quarterback who makes so much money that you can't build a roster around him, or you got a roster that's deep everywhere and no quarterback. Like, very rarely, ironically, the Eagles have managed to have both because they're a very well-run team. But it's very hard to balance those two things. The Niners looked good enough to do it. I mean, they rolled over everybody. I absolutely think we have no idea if they win this game if Brock Purdy's healthy, but I think it would have been a much better game. I think this is a team that had a chance to win a Super Bowl with a third-string quarterback, which is a testament to their talent. But guess what? It doesn't mean anything now. It's absolutely heartbroken. I think before the break, you said empty. Empty is a fantastic word because guess what? It's over now. You've gotten close three times in the last four years with nothing to show for it. And, and here's what I always think about in these situations. And, Joy, you're right. I mean, their window can't stay open forever. I hate, I hate when people say, oh, they'll be back. Can't stand it. Never know. You never, ever know. And nobody could have, poss- nobody could have ever foreseen the uh, Niners even getting to a point where they would need Brock Purdy. And then to finally get on a roll with him and get half a dozen plays into the second biggest game of the year and lose him, I don't know how, like, how, like how could Fred Warner be feeling today or, or Nick Bosa or Debo Samuel, any of those guys? It, it sucks, and there's no guarantee they'll get back to this point. I don't know where you go from here. They're sick. It's, it's, That's it's, how they feel. Yeah. They're sick. Empty was literally the first word that came to mind. It's like Murphy's Law, anything that can go wrong will go wrong, and that's what happened yesterday. Second play of the game, Fred Warner goes down. Fred Warner ain't missed a snap all season. Like, he don't flinch. He gets up after play, every play, and runs back to the huddle. And then I see him laying there. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Now, thankfully, he got up. Then on special teams, Nick Bosa gets kicked in the shin. Yeah, yeah, I seen that. It was bleeding everywhere. bleeding. And then Devontae Smith gets a catch that wasn't actually a catch. Then the Eagles have a interception that's not an interception that is actually a fumble that they recover like anything that could go wrong went wrong and it's all empty because every Niners player either had a breakout year or a career year and I say just about every Hufunga career year Warner career year Gibson breakout year Jimmy Ward another resurgent year after starting the year with injury Bosa career year Everybody either had a breakout year or a career year, and it all means nothing because they sitting at home like us on today instead of playing on. Shady, you've had a lot of great wins. You've had a lot of heartbreaking losses. How should the Niners feel? Yeah, they'll feel disappointed, I think, for a little bit, maybe a week or two. They'll feel heartbroken. But I think it was set in that they're a good team. And I know you hate hearing that saying that you'll be back. I think it's more just because of your team that you cheer for, the Cowboys. They never get back. But I do, I, yeah, that's, that's the Cowboys I, I, do, I do feel like that uh, they will be back, right? Think about this. If I'm Fred Warner, right, I'm Bosa, or Kyle Shanahan, whoever you want to be, knowing what we did as a defense and offense with the, t- the players they have here, and they don't have a lot of guys that need to be paid. Mm-hmm. That's the cool thing about it. A rookie quarterback that will be back around training camp time, right, and I don't know what they do with, with uh, Trey and Jimmy. Trey, yeah, I don't know what they're doing on that. But, but I, I feel like the quarterback, the starter should be the rook, right, Brock Purdy. And all the stuff that he did as a rookie, 
not knowing the offense that well, just trying to manage the games, showing you talent. And the second year, your biggest development year is from your first year to your second year. Every player knows that, right? So now you have been in the second year, he's going to be way better. So I truly feel like they, they have a chance to be a really, really good team. I guess here's what's frustrating. And then, uh, last point, I'm sorry. I, this might be the first time it's ever happened that all four quarterbacks Not got hurt and they can't play. It's like, that won't happen again. You know what I'm saying? That, that's, that was... Uh, with the Niners? I mean, the Niners, was with crazy. the Niners? It's absolutely on the board. It's all on the table. McCaffrey almost... You know how McCaffrey almost took handoffs? Or, 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 or nice. gave hands. Gave handoffs. Yeah. Did passes. Hit a shotgun. Here, here's here's all what's worrisome to me. Like, if you're a football fan, you got to remember, D'Amico Ryans allegedly is on the brink of getting the Houston Texans job. Okay. When you lose your D.C., you might get another D'Amico Ryans, right? Robert Sala was the D.C. He went to the Jets, and you got D'Amico Ryans. Oh, yeah, right, right, right. Okay, yeah. But you might not. The Rams had Brandon Staley. They had the number one defense in football. Ramsey, Aaron Donald, amongst others. Brandon Staley went to the Chargers, and the Rams haven't been, like, top 12 in defense since Brandon Staley left. So, while I believe in all of these Niners players, it almost seemed like, Shady, all of the stars were aligning this season. See, the thing is, though, I got to give the front office credit. They draft well, don't they? They do. And they bring in good coaches. Lately. They have. So I hear what you're saying. Who knew D'Amico Ross would be this? Mm-hmm. When Salah left, you didn't know that. So I got to put respect on, on that front office. They bringing in players every year. They bringing in dogs. A lot of them dogs that got over there, they, 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 they drafted they drafted. Them they did. Okay? And they're under contract. And if, and if, and if they can bring in good coaches like they've been doing, good coordinators like they've been doing, I don't see like it would change. Um, yeah, I don't think it will change in that the Niners will be good again. But the, that they've been good. Yeah. yeah. How the often, when does good is, become? And the expectation is not to be good. Yeah. We will never be here again. We will never do this show again. This Niners team will never be that Niners team mm-hmm. again. Right. It's every season is new. And Brock Purdy's not going to have an offseason to develop now. He's going to have an offseason of rehab. Mm-hmm. So you get to watch him. Sure. No but he was yep. doing that anyway he as the third no quarterback. Correct. So he, he's not going to come back. Jalen Hurts bounce up with <laughs> squatting 400 pounds. That's a good he's point. He's going to be rehabbing this offseason. Rehabbing. Trey Lance, what is he going to develop into? He didn't get any time this year, and he's coming off of an injury. Are you going to keep Jimmy Garoppolo now? You kind of need him because clearly you need a very deep roster at quarterback. <laughs> Jimmy G. To, to, he just to, sitting there. Oh, just in there not doing nothing. <laughs> like, so man. my point is it always sounds good, the Niners, on paper and this year for real until it came down to the most important position, which it always does with the Niners and every every year we do it Kyle Shanahan he just it's not a quarterback centric offense it's all about work. <laughs> no it, it does at but one I'm point con- or another it matters but the thing is the quarterback got hurt so it's not like they had a bad quarterback he got hurt so it's they they had a quarterback capable of winning and what happened to Jimmy Garoppolo and what happened to Trey Lance so you're saying they need a healthy quarterback I'm saying they need a healthy quarterback they probably need a franchise quarterback mm. Patrick Mahomes was hurt too he was. But not devastatingly hurt. How do we know that? I mean, He looked pretty bad last week. I guess, let me, let me ask, Dave, let me come to you for this one. <laughs> because we always said the Cowboys drafted well. And they did. They but then the, there was a period. There was a period. I love me some Will McClay just as much as you do. But there was a period when it was like, uh-oh, um, Taco Charlton. Oh, that wasn't good. Uh, Leighton Van Der Esch, uh, he had a down year. Jalen Smith, uh, that wasn't good. And then you started to notice the Cowboys being 8-8. Eight and eight to, Okay, why am I bringing that up? Yeah, because, why are we talking about Because when I think about the 49ers, right, I'm looking at the 49ers, I'm like, they do draft well. But this Trey Lance pick 
might end up finally hurting them. Because if Trey Lance isn't going to be the guy, I don't think they have a first-round pick this year. That same draft, I think they took Trey Sermon in the third, uh, in the third round. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think he's still on the roster. I think he's, he's like a, on the he's Eagles a, he's now. He's on the now. He's on the Eagles now. I'm looking last year. I don't know how many of their picks are at. Like, is yeah. now is it going to catch up to well. Sam Fran, do you think? Not immediately because they have so much talent. Although, and Shady, the reason I take issue with that is because, like, everything you said is true. Just they'll be back. Like, they got all this talent. I mean, there's always something new coming along. Like, you got to figure out what to do about Brandon Ayuk. Talanoa Tufunga. Uh, Hufunga. Talanoa mm-hmm. Hufunga is an all-pro now. Like, they, they, these guys need their money, too. And that's, com- that's always coming down the line. And when you lose a third of your roster every year, it gets harder and harder to replace these guys. I think the Niners will be fine in the short term because they have so many all-pros. But pros. this is the short term. I think to Joy's point, like, that's why you got to win it. Yeah. Hufunga's no. on your two, that, going on your three. That is, he, about, he won't go on his money after next year. That is why this is so devastating is because this whole time we're like, man, this Trey Lance thing didn't really work out, but it's all good because Purdy's doing his thing. And now it didn't work out. You did not get – the championship, and it just gets harder and harder. And to your point, you have less resources to do it, and you know less about Trey Lance. Oh, well, coming up, we got to get back to the Chiefs because they had a huge win over the Bengals. Patrick Mahomes, now three Super Bowls in his five years as a starter. That is historic. But are we actually disappointed in the Bengals? We got to get our thoughts off on that because we've been a little too nice. Gloves coming off next on Speed. Hey, can we play the dad's sake, please? <laughs> Patrick Mahomes was dealing with the right ankle sprain, but it didn't matter. 23 to 20, the final four as he continues to write his own name into the history books. Now, the Bengals, they had a chance late in the game to go down and win, but there's a pivotal penalty right there. Joseph Osai takes the ball from the 60-yard line, or what would have been a 60-yard field goal, to a 44-45 yard field goal. Long story short, short story long, the Chiefs win, the Bengals are done. You got to fight for your right to part A. That's what Travis said. I love Kelsey that saying. You got to fight for the right to part A. I love that saying, boy. <laughs> well, 2-5, uh, let me come to you. You love the saying. Surely you love the game. Were you more impressed by the Chiefs or disappointed in the Bengals? It's got to be the Chiefs. You know, they were dealing with a lot of injuries. Like, we didn't talk once today about Patrick Mahomes' ankle. Start bothering. Late in the game, and start bothering. I think he tweaked it a little bit. He's trying to throw the, the – uh, ran off to the left, trying to throw it back to the right. But, yeah, I mean, he shows you who he really is. Like, we got to stop comparing these quarterbacks to Patrick Mahomes. For once in, in the last three years, the Chiefs were underdogs in different games, going to this game. Everybody was like, oh, I don't know if they could beat Joe Burrow and this offense and this Bengal team. Huh? It was impressive to see Patrick Mahomes dealing with three wide receivers hurt. That was crazy. Crazy. He completed passes to 10 different receivers. They had 42 yards rushing. They averaged 2.3 yards per, per, per carry. So it wasn't no carrying. Only carrying was, was he was carrying the Chiefs' <laughs> offense and the team. So I'm more impressed with the Chiefs. Dave, impressed with the Chiefs, disappointed in the Bengals. It was real heart of a champion stuff, man. I'm, I'm so impressed by what the Chiefs did. And I guess I see the flip side of that is, like, for every great thing the Chiefs did, you could say the Bengals did something disappointing. But I just don't see it that way. Shady alluded to it. When you talk about losing – Three of your receiver core. You typically only dress five or six in a game, you know? They lost Miko Hardman, Kadarius Toney, and Juju Smith-Schuster in this game. Marquez Valdez-Scantling turns into a hero. Patrick Mahomes is making it work, throwing it to ten different guys. He's got a bum ankle. One thing I also think, like, Patrick Mahomes gets so much praise, and deservedly so, he also made 
a crazy error in this game. Like Patrick Mahomes just fumble. inexplicably fumbles at midfield. I mean, they're driving in a big moment yeah. there near midfield, and he just fumbles it. Almost gets hurt at the bottom of a pile. It's not something we associate with Mahomes. He, he bounces back from that to obviously win in the fourth quarter. You realize they lost Legereus Sneed. They lost Willie Gay in this game. Their whole cornerback crew yesterday was rookie Babies. draft picks. Yep. R- literal, literal rookies. And they even, like, they gave up some plays. T. Higgins and Jamar Chase mossed them a couple times. <laughs> but they bounced back from that, too. They, yeah. got, they got two picks on Joe. So second time in 17 games. So he threw four in the season opener. But from there, you're not – very rarely are you getting picks on Joe Burrow and certainly not multiple times in a game. And a bunch of rookies did that? I was so impressed at all the different ways the Chiefs overcame adversity in this game. And for all those reasons you both mentioned, that's, why it's disappointing. That's, where I'm, that's what I thought might be coming. <laughs> the Bengals went out that way. Bengals deserve to be in this game. They did. Had a great season. Beat the Bills on the way here. Deserve to be here. It was a terrible performance by the Bengals offensively. The Bengals' defense held Patrick Mahomes to 20 points. What more can you ask for? You got the ball with two minutes and 30 seconds left and essentially two timeouts. Two timeouts and a two-minute warning. Got to get it done. Joe Burrow, two interceptions, really did not play up to the level that we've seen him play all season long. This is a very, very disappointing loss. And because I've seen the Chiefs be great, I've seen Mahomes overcome things before. I've seen Mahomes drive down the field and win a game with 13 seconds left. He had 30. I mean, this is light work for him, really. So this this was an opportunity for the Bengals to take advantage of everything that happens. And they didn't. And they had the moments. Like, you ha- what more can you ask for? Two minutes and 30 seconds, two timeouts, and the two-minute warning? Mm. Run the ball out. Get to overtime. You, gotta, you have to have magic in that moment. And they didn't. It was a really disappointing loss. And, I mean, if we're going to keep it real, you, you're going to talk like that. you gotta, you got to play it very Got to back it up. Mm. Got to back it up. Game. I love trash talk. I love it. It made this game very interesting, and the Chiefs had a lot of spicy things to say afterwards, and guess what? Bengals fans got to eat it because that's how it goes. It's fine. You don't have to talk. You can can come and humble if you want to, but you didn't, and that was the performance that that you put out. It's it's really disappointing. Dave, are we going too easy on Joe Burrow? You're going to ask me that question? I have to because if Lamar Jackson would have had this performance, Uh a two-interception game, if Dak Prescott would have had this performance, performance. a a, a two-interception game and such a pivotal moment, had Brock Purdy played the whole game and had this performance, had Jalen Hurts had this performance, we might have led the show with it. But Joe Burrow has it. Joy's brought it up twice, kind of in passing. Let me stop down to really have a minute, 50-second conversation on it. Are we going too easy on Joe Burrow? Huge moment, and he came up very short. I'm not the guy to ask this question to. And it's not just because I like Joe Burrow. Football's hard as hell. I mean, I forgot one of my favorite things about this performance by the Chiefs. Just like I predicted, Chris Jones had a hell of an impact on this game. Did he not? He He mauled those guys. Interior pressure. Joe Burrow got hit 12 times yesterday. This this was the Bengals O-line that people think about. Like, ooh, they don't have three stars. I don't know. Buffalo Bills got to be doing some soul searching right now. How did these guys look so pedestrian against against the Chiefs and maul us in our own house? Because the Chiefs wrecked them. Don't get distracted. No. That's I, what we're doing no, right now. Don't okay. Get so he said he wasn't the right person to ask. <laughs> he, he didn't, he did not play up to potential, but like Joe Burrow made plays. I mean, the fourth and sixth shot to chase. 
That's yeah, amazing. I would, I would say Chase made plays and Higgins made plays. Yeah, it's almost like, I mean, having great receivers matters. That was a double this team. Was that was a double most team. disappointing performance that we've seen from Joe Burrow in a big moment. And that's why I say I'm disappointed in the Bengals. Because even in the Super Bowl loss, the Bengals played well enough to be able to win that game. It wasn't like we got blown off the field, run off the field. Rams are a better team and made plays in the moment. This was a disappointing performance by Joe Burrow and the Bengals. You mean bad? Yeah, it was bad. Okay, I'm like, it was bad. disappointing. Well, we like... didn't have bad. We had disappointing on <laughs> that word. It was. It was a bad performance. By, by the Bengals' offense, it absolutely was. Bengals' offensive line was a disaster. Joe Burrow threw two interceptions. You're absolutely right. A multiple turnover game by any other quarterback would be a much bigger deal. deal. Bad, I, bad. It was, it was bad. I won't go bad, bad, but it was, it was bad. It was. And particularly because you, you played that way all game long and you still had an opportunity to win at the end. That, to me, is frustrating. If Patrick Mahomes had two minutes and 30 seconds, two timeouts, and, I mean, that's, a, that's an extra quarter. I mean, people, are, frust- <laughs> people are, us- are frustrated that he had an extra play after they got that stop, which the refs, like, the refs were catastrophic yesterday. It was embarrassing. Yeah. But that's, that's so much time. So, yes, it, it is. He's, I don't know if he's getting a pass because we don't want to spiral to the place where we're saying that he's not a great quarterback. It's five and two is. in the playoffs. Yes. I mean, but come it's, on. But it was. It was, a, it was a bad performance. It was a bad performance. Well, every show we've done this year thus far has led to this moment. Every game played this year has led to this moment. The Super Bowl. Chiefs, Eagles. You there. Early thoughts on that game you next. There. And you'll want to hear this insight. Get you the there. first take <laughs> on the game. Like, I'll meet you there. See there. A little breaking news, non-championship game related. Kellen Moore, he was the brilliant wizard offensive mind for the Dallas Cowboys. And kind of game-changing news, is no longer with the Cowboys and has agreed to terms to coach one of the brightest stars in Justin Herbert, the L.A. Chargers. He is going to be the new offensive coordinator. Obviously, I have several thoughts, but Dave Hellman, you were there when Kellen Moore was a quarterback for the Cowboys. You're making me feel old. And then when Kellen Moore became the quarterback coach yep. and then the offensive coordinator, Ooh. you obviously know Kellen Moore very, very well. You've copped up with Justin Herbert. You like this move? What are you feeling about it? I like it for the Chargers. I mean, look, we can talk about the Cowboys' shortcomings in the playoffs, and that's fair. Less than 20 points in two straight playoff games. I think that's a big part of the reason Kellen's not in Dallas anymore. At the same time, Top five in offense and scoring for the vast majority of his tenure. Like, collectively, in the time that Kellen was calling plays in Dallas, the only offense better than Dallas was the Chiefs. Now, regular season, that's it. But, I mean, if you're the Chargers, you'll take that. It's not like the Chargers have this pedigree of getting further than the wild card round anyway. I mean, put Justin Herbert into an offense that has top five potential. Yeah, I like that well, move let me a ask lot. You that Chargers fans? That was Dave's shade. It, I mean, that's true. That Look, in Cowboy shade. World, we called Chargers – the AFC Cowboys, like they're very, they're freakily similar, honestly. So what was your biggest knock on Kellen Moore? I have it, but I want to hear you say it again. you from the same page. I think the scheme can be too static and predictable. I, I think the Cowboys lean a little bit on early down runs. And I, again, like you go back and watch the, the Niners tape, they scored 12 points again, static and predictable. I think you put a lot on the quarterback to be right and be accurate every single time, which <laughs> If you have a great quarterback, you can do that. The other thing I found fascinating, though, at least Cowboys fans hated the fact that Kellen Moore ran so many intermediate routes. That's, they yeah. hated it. Short routes, intermediate routes. Winning short, winning inter- over the middle of the field. Y'all yeah. know what Chargers fans hate about Herbert, too, right? Is that they run too many short routes. I talked to a Pro Bowl defensive back last month after playing the Chargers, and he said it's either chunk play or check down. 
Yeah. So it's very fascinating that the Chargers are going to replace their one problem. I believe Joe Lombardi was their former OC yeah. and now acquire Kellen Moore. Joy, what's your quick thought on it? Uh, well, my initial thought is this kind of tells me that Staley's probably not going anywhere. Not this year, anyway. No, yeah, yeah. I imagine that he's going to be here for another year, which there were some questions about what they were going to do there. I mean, this is, this, is a, this is a big move. There's a lot of ripple effects to this because now, as we know, the, the heat's turned up a little bit on the Chargers to not waste any more of Justin Herbert's young career. So is he going to be able to elevate that offense in Justin Herbert? And now, on the flip side with the Cowboys, Mike McCarthy is going to be calling plays that's what, that's what it sounds like. So if they struggle offensively this year, then that's going to mean some probably some changes for the Cowboys after this next season, upcoming season if Mike McCarthy fails in that spot as well. Well, let's get back on the field. Now I'm going to ask you about the Eagles, big dog. You're going to talk about them anyway. I, you don't like, want to talk about the Cowboys? No, no. I, just, I like that move. Kellen Moore, yeah. They, He's a good coach. He's a really Reed good coach. He has a saying. A coordinator is only as good as his quarterback. So if my quarterback, if his ceiling is here – that's how good I can be, right? Mm-hmm. I got my these short passes, depending on his arm strength, et cetera. But if my quarterback is Justin Herbert, my ceiling's up here. He can do a lot more different things. Number so one. we don't know what he might do. Number one in the league last year. With do you Dak. think Kellen Moore is a fall guy for Dak Prescott? I believe that. Yep. But I think he's an excellent coach. There's no way that an office coordinator that had opportunities to be a head coach is not a good coordinator. It's the reason why they want, that people want him to be a head coach. Owners, that is. I just feel like when he gets with this team, with the Chargers, with these players they have over there, He's a dangerous coach. Good things. I do. I mean, Kellen Moore is a hell of a coach. I do think there are, there are frustrations with the Cowboys offense, particularly in the playoffs. If you want to call it scapegoat, that's fine. But it's easier to move on from an OC than a quarterback that's going to hit your cap I for mean, 50 he million. Can't throw, he ain't throwing picks. He, right? Come on now. We can scheme up easier throws for his really quarterback, though. Now what Justin Herbert is capable of and what Kellen Moore really is. Right. True. Yep. Uh, it's going to be good, good for mismatch. all of us. Um, Shady, let me come to you on this one. The Super Bowl, it is finally here. It's the game we've all been waiting for. And truth be told, it's a matchup we've all been waiting for. The Chiefs have the best quarterback. As Davis said, it's best quarterback versus best team. What are your early thoughts? You have allegiances to both. Uh, yes, I do. But before I get into that, can we agree that I was right from day one I said we'll go to the Super Bowl to the Eagles? Did I not say that? Did I not say that, America? I told him. Don't make me get the flag. If you don't say I told the world, I will get this flag. You had to say it, though. Why? You didn't say it by brilliance. Ain't you said a, it by coincidence. It's not a personal TV that's more real than me. I don't care who he is. I keep it real, good or bad. I, I, he's got you what? there. Like, and I'm not scared to say what I want to say. Real. <laughs> Shady's picked the Eagles to win every game. Well, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I agree with you uh-huh. on that. But. Well, well, they well, almost won every game this season. What are we t- t- but he did not know that at the time. Why didn't I know that? I knew that. All right, let me answer the question. Sorry. Early thoughts on the Super Bowl. Man, there's a lot of pressure. <laughs> you got the, the – the, the, I'm the all-time leading rusher here. They did a lot for me, but then this guy over here, I played what I'm doing very well. Andy Reid changed my whole life. I don't know. It's not a good answer for TV, but I don't know. It's going to be a good game. I think we run the ball extremely well in Philadelphia. I think we have a better team. I think we have a better team hands, hands down. Hands like, down. Like, like, I can only name, what, three, four positions from the, the Chiefs that can start hands in Philadelphia. Down. It's going to be a good game because Andy Reid's a great coach. I think he has a coaching experience over, over Nick, um, which Nick is doing great, though. Um, I think the quarterbacks are close. I think Patrick Mahomes is, is better than Jalen. But other than that, and, and Kelsey, a tight end, I think, we, I think the Eagles may – I don't want to say that because I still don't know. I got to watch more tape. 
<laughs> yes, w- without watching the tape on it, instant thought, Eagles should win handedly because their roster is so much and better. And they are favorite. That's it. I mean, the, the Chiefs have, I would say, four to five players that could start on the Eagles when you have Jones, you have Tooney, you have Kelsey, you have Mahomes, and Orlando Brown. Tooney's the guard. Tooney's the left guard. Four to five players. Outside of that, the Eagles roster is so substantially better that Patrick Mahomes is literally going to have to go out there and be who we all know he's capable of being. Joy, early thoughts. I think this is the matchup we deserve. They're the two best teams, two number one seeds, two two most consistent teams from the start of the season to the end of the season. Every question we've had about them, they've answered. We've got a rising star in Jalen Hurts, the MVP, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I don't know what more you could ask for. This is really what we deserve. We we are seeing the two best teams in the Super Bowl, which we, we don't always get, and it feels like a very even match, even with the roster disparity. I think the rule is the Pro Football Hall of Fame says you have to be retired for five years to be eligible. If Patrick Mahomes wins this game, they should knock on his door on Monday morning, and get him the out, hug. do the bust, give him the hug. And you're like, here, we're going to sit you down for your bust. It's not to say, like, the Chiefs have a chance to win this game. I'm not saying the Chiefs are trash or anything. The Eagles are just, they're so loaded. They have so many advantages in this game. If the Chiefs win, it'll be because Patrick Mahomes went God mode. I mean, and, and, and he has the potential to do that. You can't write that off. So I can't wait. And, and also, like, other than just the game part, this is two first black quarterbacks going head-to-head. That's major for this sport. And on top of that, the youngest going head-to-head, I love the whole, I love the whole matchup. I can't wait this week. It's a matchup of Mahomes and it's a matchup of Hurts. Because as long as Hurts can close the gap in the talent disparity between he and Mahomes, and you're talking all pro, all pro, as long as mm. that disparity is not that vast, the Eagles roster is substantially better. Like Dave said, I ain't never heard anybody say it like that. I like it. <laughs> Mahomes going to have to go God mode. And he's definitely capable of doing that. Coming up, you do not want to miss my final thought. History is being made in the Super Bowl, and it's not exactly what you think. Next. It's a hard game. It's time for my final thought. History is being made in the Super Bowl. Two brothers, Jason Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, facing off for the first time. But not just the brothers, the brothers. Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, for the first time, two black quarterbacks will meet in the Super Bowl. But let's get back to the brothers for a moment. Jason Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, combining for first-team All-Pro this year and 12 All-Pros in totality in their career. As for the brothers, well, they own the All-Pros too. Patrick Mahomes, first-team All-Pro this year. Jalen Hurts, second-team All-Pro this year. They've combined for six Pro Bowls, the brothers. But no, 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 let's get back to, to the brothers. Jason Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, 14 Pro Bowls between those two, one with six and another with eight. But finally, as I talk about the brothers, that's Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes, one Super Bowl appearance and two Super Bowl appearances. So whether familiarly or racially, history is being made in this Super Bowl. All I got to say, congrats, brothers.